0: This is the Norn Iron 40k podcast with your hosts Holsey, Mike, Nate, Cattle, and Paul, Diving into the local competitive 40k scene in Northern Ireland. All with mics so bad, and accents so thick, you won't understand shit. Right boys, take her away.
1: I added it, make it seem like we enjoy each other's company.
2: Just our hobby corner is all we need. It? Oh, that's it. Just you and me pretending we know how to paint.
1: Fucking love our hobby corner and the, the fe- positive feedback we got from that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> from such bullshit advice as spray it and pick out details, done. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I cut the fuck into in this, so that's what I do. <laughs> well, boys, do you want to get started? Yeah. Yay! Here's our newest member of the podcast crew.
2: I thought it was just Cal achieved shaved.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Probably speaking more sense than you will be, i for sure. Wouldn't be hard.
2: Is it just me or is Cal's video just jumping constantly?
0: Yeah.
3: Oh, I was shaking. I was shaking the baby ass so it was. <laughs> <laughs> Not like badly, but like trying to get it to calm down. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, can someone called Child Services, please. Like, I was just shaking
3: the baby. That's all.
0: <laughs> My missus is in charge of it. <laughs>
3: and the <Michella>. her <laughs> kick the baby, don't kick the baby.
1: Well, welcome everybody to another episode of the Northern Iron Forty K podcast with our our newest member in the Malvina household, the Shwana Salu.
3: Ah, uh, no, she's away. Her mum just took her away again.
1: <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no
3: wonder. I, I think it was something they made shake in the belly. I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, so this week we've got Cal, Mike, Annette, and myself, Holsey. And we're going to kick things off by asking Mike about the final day, the finals of the Indominus Rising tournament at Exploding Dice. So Mike, do you want to give us a breakdown then? What happened?
2: Yeah, fuck, the last podcast in this tournament, this is like the most podcasted <laughs> tournament in the world now, so uh shows you the world we live in with nothing else to talk about except this one fucking tournament, like, so. I know, it, uh, obviously the last day happens, um, would have been the top 14 players from the two days, only Uh reason Cal had to skip out, something to do with his wife popping out of Sprague or something. Um, Two weeks, like. t- two weeks early. Two weeks early. Fucking inconsiderate offer, seriously. <laughs> um, and uh, Richard from Oma having a, a freak out about COVID for some reason. So uh, he put himself into self isolation. We were all glad of it because he's a fucking custodes player. So he can stay there. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's, it, w- it was good for the rest of us because that was two less fucking custodes players for the weekend, uh, including Cal's army, which was my pick for. For best army for the weekend anyway, so I didn't have to play that wee ball bag, which helped. So yeah, no weekend went well. Obviously, Um, the the Harleys held up. um, Managed to squeak out the win, which was uh, everyone was sort of predicting anyway. Um, So yeah, very quickly. I'll not do a fucking war and peace on every single game. Um, Game one was up against Tom and his. No, please not. I think we've Maybe all heard we want to enough know about turn this.
3: Five turn. <laughs> yeah,
2: that didn't happen more because I can't actually remember it. But uh, uh, yeah, game one was against Tom and his custodes. Um, so yeah, it's, it was probably the game I was most worried about because I just knew picking secondaries alone is such a ball ache against custodes. Um, and his army relied on the terminators quite heavily. I didn't really know what the terminators could do i had some ideas about the survivability and splitting up and things like that um so yeah that game basically i went first bombed four of the two units of skyweavers tagged most of his army um and it worked basically he put his dreadnought in reserve which is probably the right call but it meant that he gave up a lot of board control because of it um because otherwise i probably would have just slagged it first turn um and yeah tom didn't score any primary points until turn five just because I just screened him out, uh, screened the Terminators and the Dreadnought out. He failed the charges on the drop. So, uh, yeah, he basically was sitting and I, I just ignored him at that point. I killed the bikes, killed the captain, killed Trajan, popped up the foot squads and then just stayed the feck out of the way of the Terminators. And they were too slow to do anything. So, uh, yep, good, good game. Going first was helpful. Um, and Tom, only having one unit of bikes, was certainly a, a game changer compared to Cal's list of the two. So, um, Game two was Aaron and his sisters. Uh, again, going into a game where I didn't really know what his army did. sort of had a few ideas. Um, only learned halfway through that game that Exorcists can both fall back and shoot. Also can't indirect fire, which is something I didn't know. Uh, so there you go. I, I got them totally wrong. Um, but yeah, you can fall back and shoot, which was a nice surprise uh, when I thought I had tagged all three of them. And the the, is it, the bastard reversed and did it. Is that a stratagem? Is it or just a stratagem? Yeah, but uh, there was there was one just popped back and just popped a star weaver without e- without even breaking a sweat. So, which was unexpected. Uh, and yeah, the repentia hit like a freaking freight train. So they do. Um, they just mulched a skyweaver squad even with a three plus invul. So then my tripmaster old into them and picked them all up. So uh, I was happy with that. So yeah. Um, I just append Aaron in, so again he wasn't picking up primary points quick enough. Um, I sort of had free run of the board. He brought some Zephyrim in turn three at the back corner to take an objective off me. I let him do it and just ran away from him and he couldn't do anything, so picked up the win there. Um, and game three. Who was game three? Oh Maliki. Maliki.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, of course. Um I promised Malachy I would kill his Land Raider turn one, just to make a point, uh, and unfortunately I failed. It was turn two before I killed it. I was, I was devastated. That That's was,
3: a moral victory for him, I think.
2: It is, to be fair.
0: So <laughs> um, Should have turned
2: on I the know. skills. <laughs> ultimately, I did turn on the skills. I had like, my bikes all set out, and I thought, I'll, I'll just throw these five fusion pistols into the Land Raider first and see what happens. 20 damage caused. Uh, after his feindle and everything. So, yeah, didn't need the bikes. Um, his uh, his Slaplin walked into a squad of bikes, failed to kill any, and then got killed <laughs> on the return swing. So, yeah, just uh, Malik's Army, unfortunately, so many points tied up in a Land Raider and some Terminators. Um, not so good. So Terminators got hit by one troop squad, and I put extra damage and plus one to wound and just lifted the Terminator squad in one go. I had the CPs to fight again if I needed it, but I didn't bother <laughs> because they were gone, basically. So, yeah, it was it was, um, it was was um unfortunate. The table we were on had a lot of obscuring on it, which meant he couldn't get the shots off on the Skyweavers. He went first and couldn't get the shots off on the Skyweavers that he wanted to. So his plane jumped over and sort of failed to do anything because it's one plane. Um, so he lifted a couple of bikes, turned one, and that was it. And then, unfortunately, it was just... <laughs> Uh, me running through the army, popping vehicles and picking up uh, Primaris marines, but it is what it is. Um, he did give me a scary moment, he kamikaze and then Victor it into the middle of my lines, exploded right between about four of my characters, um, and of course I killed it, and it exploded. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then Malagy failed to roll above a three on any of the wooden dice. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> I, I got away with that one, but it that way, so yeah. You really did. Yeah, so listen, um, in terms of my games, uh, day one, I only chose secondaries. I thought I could get 15 points for, and then on day two, I was just a bit more, probably a bit more conservative, so I took deploy scramblers every game. Um, So obviously, automatically not getting five points for secondaries, but almost guaranteeing 10 every single game was huge, but it meant my scores on day two weren't just as high as day one, but I think I got a bit lucky day one to get... I mean, I was maxing out second reasonably every game, which shouldn't really have yeah. happened. So,
1: On the final day, they were including 10 points for painting. So, mm-hmm. you got 85 44 against Tom with his custodians in the first game. Then, you got 94 35 against Buckley and his sisters. Um, so, you were only one point off maxing what you could have had. And then, in the final game against Mal. You were ninety four again to thirty two, yeah. So pretty comprehensive, man. Well done.
2: Yeah, it was. It was. So yeah,
1: so you actually won. Should tell people, not that anybody who listens doesn't actually know this. And you won <laughs> by about what was it eighty, eighty two points margin in the end.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, Pete did go back and have a look at if we had done the table based on wins rather than points. I think like, the top five basically didn't change. Um, it was only when you got to, like 6th, 7th, 8th that people would have moved around. But whether it had been win- wins or points wouldn't have mattered in the end. So.
1: You actually scored, oh no, because of the 10 points difference. I was just going through the scores there.
2: I dropped nothing nearly day one. I dropped like 6 or 7 points day one. That was, that was silly.
1: Yeah, 6 points in the first day. Yeah. Nice. Oh, well done, man. Congrats. There you go, thank you.
3: Go. Yep, congratulations, well done. Perfect record. Qu- question for you, now that you've played that list, um, is there anything on it that you would want to change, or...?
2: So much, yeah, which I know sounds silly, because it's listed really well, but just loads of wee tweaks I would love to make. Um, I probably would drop the solitaire as a start, which I know sounds odd, but he's, I don't know, he, he doesn't do a huge amount. For me, Um, a Troop Master with with another Relic would probably do as much damage, if I'm honest, for 20 to 30 points cheaper. Um, And I would maybe switch the Frozen Stars out to midnight Sorrow instead, uh, because there's a lot more movement shenanigans and you have the fight on death stratagem with your characters, which is amazing for that Twilight Fang Master. You think you've killed him and you're just going to take another round of loads of damage to uh, hits to the face so yeah there's probably a the couple of changes i will make and um, considering running pure midnight sorrow and giving it a go but i think i lose too much with the fusion boats losing the six inch uh move so i'll probably keep that in place regardless
3: yeah you you probably do lose quite a bit there um with them being able to stay in the boat advance and shoot out yeah and then the bikes as well they lose quite like they, they, the don't them. Yeah, they, they don't Although
2: lose anything, yeah, they don't no, lose anything, though. Honestly, you see the amount of times I was like shooting through obscuring or they have them and the hit of minus one that I'm shooting at. Um, honestly, this and spike didn't matter much for the bikes.
3: Shooting through obscuring, they will be cheating, some say.
2: <laughs> no, not obscuring. What's the one that's minus one to hit? <laughs> What's that it's that one dense. called <laughs> dense. I know, dense. I
3: know, I know. I only bust them. That's really good. It's good to get feedback off that as well. It's even though there was less, that dropped six points in day one and won by a full game, pretty much. There is still tweaks and stuff that you would you would do to it. When it comes to your next tournament, are you thinking about bringing away or bringing hardikans, or are you thinking about going death card
2: uh,
3: or something else?
2: I, I want to see my next tournament's probably going to be the one in March at Course Corner, unless N pops up in February. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a while away. So obviously, it could be a totally different game. By then, we'll have at least what six, seven codexes released by that point. Um, pretty much only one of those codexes is going to be an army I actually play, which is the Death Guard. It says every fucking other one is Space Marines of some shape or, or bent like, but um, cause it's going to be a totally different game, so I'm going to have to sort of assess what's happening at the time before I make a choice, but yeah, it'll be either Death Guard, Harlequins, maybe um, I might bring Nids or GSC out, depending on what the meta looks like. So they're sort of my main armies that I have, so...
1: Well, if the, if the club doesn't lock down, are you going to register for the league? Uh,
2: Intending to, but uh, my my game time is fairly limited, unfortunately, with uh, with two very small kids in the house. So, uh, yes, I, I fully intend to, but whether I can get yeah. games in will be, a, will be a
1: question. Yeah, they'll do that.
3: Yeah. Well, just another wee segue off that. Is anyone going to the Tournament in New York? Is it just me and you, Holsey?
1: Um, I know Mike's not obviously and then Nate you're on the waiting list right Yeah, I'm
0: second on the waiting list now I think Matt McFay said he he finally got a ticket there so
3: Mad Bastard's going to bring nights huh rumour has it. that'll be cool uh, I hey, might break harlequins got- just to yeah. fuck with his day
2: <laughs> he's coming from England though so I think we should ban him you know for Covid reasons
0: quarantine for two weeks <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> what um, What are you thinking in yourself, Wolzy, for that turn on?
1: I'm thinking White Scars. I don't know. I was chatting with Mike there. I can get these Centurions built. Might try them out a few games before then, squeeze them in on the list that I've already been working on, which is already painted, the one I sent you the other day. So, yeah. White Scars. <clears throat> a lot of boots in the ground. Taking the table, punching shit. A lot of advancing, charging, falling back, charging. More charging and falling back and shooting and then charging. knife flanking and charging.
3: <laughs> just living their best life.
1: Just trying, just pretending to be harlequins. But with power. And failing. Yeah, well, not yet. I'm unbeaten with them.
3: Doesn't help when you play yourself, man. It doesn't help when you play yourself.
1: I'm really good at that
3: though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you're married, you're married with anyway. a
2: small child, I call, so you'll wonder <laughs> <mind laughs> what that means. Two,
1: two children, two.
2: Yeah. The one baby has the key.
1: <laughs> so I've got the core of the list locked down, um, and then I've just been tinkering, like trying to use all the toys, starting the game with four CP so I don't really need to think about it to see what's work, what's doing work in actual games. But now that there's more lockdown shit coming in, I'll probably just go through a bunch of different iterations on TTS here, join the um, the Veterans Ladder, which you can pretty much get games every night that are decently competitive, and then see what's happening.
3: Very cool, very cool. And Nathan, if you're going, uh, even though you're second on the list, what are you thinking about bringing?
0: Um... I posted up today regarding my list and I've actually noticed that, see, the more that I play against Scott and Peter and guys down in the club, I'm starting to notice that Guard is starting to slowly but surely shift into a Horde list because everybody's taking for tanks over here at the moment and Marines are so elite that, you know, <clears throat> if I turn up with 120 plus Guardsmen on foot that are, you know, maybe 60... 60 of them are, are fearless they're going to struggle to actually shift me off off uh objectives so yeah um there's a few lists um that i'm experimenting with there's one that is actually a it, it's basically a tweaked off uh dc De- uh Deke's list uh who came second um Something very similar, only I've taken big hordes of conscripts um that will be fearless and stuff and standing on objectives and really hard to, to move basically, you know, even if you get into me. Um, you know, hopefully I hold the objective. But again, <clears throat> it's all just about reps at the minute for me. Um I experimented with Bullgren's, got like six games in with them in the end and they're fantastic, absolutely great unit. However, I just cannot seem to make them work. I, I, I'm not the right man for them, but I'm sure other people could probably make them work. But the more MSU horde style, I think I'm, I'm, I'm more suited to that. So,
2: What are you struggling with, with the Bulgrins?
0: With Bulgrins, um, like, I don't know. I think it's a mentality thing. Um, they kind of feel like a big, massive anvil unit. And they just sort of, they only occupy one part of the board, you know. Once they commit, they're so slow, they only move six and charge 2d6. So once they commit to that area and project the threat range out, like, they're just, I don't know, they're just, they're literally hit and miss. And also, if people bring the right gear and stuff to fight them, they do fall over. Um, and in my eyes, I'm looking at the actual cost in terms of points along with support for them was working out in around 460-odd points. And I'm like, mm, for that, I could get a hell of a lot of infantry and MSU. Um, that's one thing I felt. is like Once they committed to the board and held one objective, they had one objective for that game. And even then, they could still be lifted off it. So I think MSU is definitely a way to go in length.
1: And-
2: so I find that really interesting because you're, you're saying about it being a key unit and the support and things. But f- to me, I don't know, 400 points doesn't actually sound a lot for everything there. Um, maybe I'm used to playing sort of expensive expensive units like Lord Terminators and Harlequins and stuff. But uh, to me, it doesn't sound like much. But I, I get that in comparison to what Guard can bring otherwise, it is actually it is a big points investment.
0: It is, It is. um, you know, once you see it on paper and once you actually see it on the table, you're like, wow, I'm actually in all four quarters now. I'm holding five out of the six objectives now um, going into my opponent's turn. Um, I've denied him all these primaries, denied him all the secondaries. And, you know, (laughs) it's... (laughs) It's really, really interesting. Um, it, it was nice for me to sort of go through that transition where everybody was telling me, bulguns, 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 And then from my testing, I was able to come out the other end of that and go, actually, yeah, they are good, 100%. I agree, but I'm not the right man and they don't suit
1: my list. Cause like, it depends on the matchup where they will be clutch for you because I, I could totally agree. You know, having plenty of infantry is so good. Um, but you've got infantry that's going to get blown away and probably lifted. So that's fine. Just keep move, move, moving that shit out there. Steal the objectives, take the objectives, get those banners raised, you know, and just get the scoreboard taken over. You know, let it be a bloodbath. You have enough to weather that for long enough where you've run away with the game. You know, that sounds good to me.
0: Yeah.
1: And then get 50 scions, right? we we'll meltdown melt plasma, drop that shit down. No one's going to fuck with that. Yeah. I We did look at that, but one of the reasons
0: why I didn't go with that was um, in order to get the special traits and stuff, they need to be a separate detachment. So we looked at it, we experimented with it, and it wasn't. I don't think that's... I don't know. It It has teeth. It definitely has teeth. But I actually have a lot of special weapon teams that are only like you know, they're only like fifty points for like three plasma guns. six dudes and three plasma guns, and they're one power level. So you can outflank a hell of a lot. Um once all that starts adding up. And then you put command squads in, which are BS3 that can outflank that are only two power level. Like there's there's just so much that come on the board. And um I found a I found a trick with conscripts as well. Um if anybody commits to my board edge to sort of scream me out, I can arrive from reserve and just end up in combat because they're so close to my table edge and then make them fearless. And it's like, you better have enough attacks to actually get out of that for your next turn. Or I just might stand there or I might go, I'll fall back and then I'll shoot you with a Demolisher Cannon. Depends who you are, obviously, but that's something that I've noticed. And then if you kill that unit, the next unit does exactly the same thing. It just freezes you, locks you out of the game. <clears throat> and that's, what, that's how this list is going to play.
2: Yeah, I have to say, that's, that's one bit of ninth that I really haven't got my teeth into yet at all, is the, the whole reserves, and CP to outflank and things. Something I just, I just haven't looked at yet, because Harlequins don't need to do it like they just don't need to be to to get where they need to but uh it's it could be massive especially as nathan what you're talking about building a list around that mechanic
1: Mm -hmm.
2: um could be really really strong i think it's just something that i reckon you'll see more and more as people get used to that that rule uh so i know it's just something i haven't even looked at i couldn't even tell you how it works yet just because i haven't really looked at the rules yet but there's there's a secret sauce in there somewhere to play like an almost Gene Steeder cult style.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, and as I say, with the, the tank commanders, they're, you know, they're, they are good. They're quite swingy, but they're, like, they're bread and butter. But I think if you can sort of deploy on the long edge, your long edge, and have somebody commit, like maybe jet bikes or custode jet bikes or, I don't know, Marines or something, that are starting to push on that flank or on that table edge, and you arrive with thirty fearless conscripts. Uh, he's gonna leave, um, <laughs> and you mightn't kill him. So, <clears throat> and then they can operate top top bracket and stuff. So, and then basically, you're just trading activations. Then you're just removing the ability for them to do anything. There's only the turn is the game is only five turns. So if I deny you for three, and you've spent one movement phase getting there, you're not gonna kill anything with one fight phase. So. <clears throat> It's all about trading activations, shortening the game down, standing on your opponent's objectives, hopefully going second, freezing their primary. I'm scoring my primary, pulling ahead, and hopefully not sort of surrendering as many secondary points as I can. So that's what the, the list is, and we're still developing it, but it seems to work.
3: What if I'm on with that. I think strategy though is that the opponent goes into your deployment zone and lands at your back edge turn one or turn two do you know what I mean for you to be able to get in there with no overwatch or like straight into combat from the the board edge but it's it's nuances that nobody really knows yet I've I've taken a lot of content as always like battle reports flat out podcasts whatever and I, I actually can't think of one where someone in Art of War or someone in Tabletop Titans has outflanked something do you know what I mean I've I've seen guys in an arm it with uh, Magnus. What do you call them? Is doing it with Magnus to save him from dying first turn. But it's like Michael says, it's something that someone out there is going to get a nuance to it, really pick up a good strategy with it, and pick up a list that's going to do really well with it. A conscript one could be it.
0: I think um, what you're saying there is, it, it, you're right. You know, I have to basically deploy like that in order to, you know, there's a lot of ducks that need to be in a row um for in order for that to work but it's a tool it's a tool in the toolbox it's better to have that option than not, never have it or or never ever ha- use it you know so it's something that i can help with in the right matchup something that's going to press against me it's something that can buy me two three turns so that's the most important thing
3: yeah 100 percent
1: yeah, people aren't counting on that, though. I think people do forget that shit's going to land right in combat with you. You can dizzy chain from the board edge, too, in your own deployment zone. So you're going to touch anything in there, especially when you've got that many bodies.
0: Yeah, um, we were looking at um, Eric Lotharis' list, the Nid list. I know that's what he was doing. Um, he was coming on lots of... If you look at the power level on those Gaunt units... He, they're like very uh, specific in terms of the amount of power level in those squads, and I think it's to manipulate reserves. Um, walking on from table edges again, ending up in combat, just trying to stay there as long as they can, trying to get synapse off. So again, it's these are the things you got to do when you have fucking marines and fucking custodies looking at you across the other side of the table.
3: It's, and it's quite big as well to get a touch. Like your 30-mine unit doesn't even need to go in balls deep. You just need to have one guy come out of reserves, touch the, touch the unit, because it can't fly away anymore and shoot unless it's Harlequins, or White Scars have a stratagem to do it, or there's people that are, do have stratagems, but then, then they're having to waste resources mm-hmm. to make that guy fall back. White Scars, it's a chapter tactic.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: They don't they have to have a stratagem to do it, fall back mm-hmm. and shoot.
1: Oh, fall back and shoot, yeah, yeah but, you know what I mean? What the fuck are you going to shoot? Just go punch them again? Get pre- <laughs> well,
3: if you've got, like, you got, like, outriders and stuff. Or yeah. you've got, um, what do you call them? Scepters, stuff like that.
1: you fall back with outriders, you're going to charge again from one inch and throw 19 attacks in.
2: Don't start, holzing, That's painful. <laughs>
1: I'm just saying, like, yes, your your point's exactly right. It's just not going to really drain the resources out of a white scars list the same way would others.
2: Everyone's hot in salamanders, though, at the minute,
1: so... Fucking right. I'm pain, painting up Masali's options, flat out.
2: <laughs> Everything's gold. You go you going the Maliki route of Space Marine painting, paint it gold, it could be whatever the fuck you want.
1: <laughs> He's my great inspiration, even though he only ever runs in his iron hands, you know, and did before iron hands got good. I mean you will always say that. But
2: You don't have, you don't have to say that Halsey. he's not here.
1: I'm really embracing it like it's like I want to run them as everything. I just hope Minotaurs don't get a chapter tactic that I'm forced to use. I'll have them straight up on eBay so I will. <laughs> Yeah, the, the Sally stuff is a whole other dimension. I'm I'm actually looking forward to seeing how things play out at this Iron Halo major at the weekend. Because it's the well, since the uh, flying monkey, it's probably the biggest gathering of people that we'll have seen in a while, and it's got all the all the talking heads from the telly box at it. So it'll be <laughs> <laughs> it'll be interesting to see how it gets how people get on. And there's going to be a lot of sallies, and like I've heard people discussing how they're trying to counter the Sally's lists, and I've I've not heard an awful lot of good ideas.
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> kill, kill the aggressors before they get to you. I think is the best I've heard so far.
1: Which is tricky.
2: <laughs> yes, especially when they
3: outflank into your face. Yeah.
1: Um,
3: I don't know what I want to bring to this tournament, Nery.
2: Go into the shed, Carl. Let the shed guide you.
3: Yeah, I'm thinking about just using that list of use there again because it done well. Keep. Ge- Day one, but I didn't really get to test it. Do you know what I mean? And I think I've got a couple of games that I like to play out first. I'm going to try and get Nate up for a game. So I can try it against guards. Do you know what I mean? Try it against opponents that I haven't played against yet. Maybe get Jose in for a white scars and see how it fares against that sort of fast, hit you hard first turn. Um,
1: Or worried about angels, to be
3: honest. Yeah, well, I put into the Imperium chat if anyone wants to join, just let us know. about a Custodies and Blood Angels list where it was Death Company instead of the Terminators um, because what I found going first with Custodies or first turn with Custodies, I was never really getting them um, kill more or I wasn't really doing anything first turn it was just more of a move in the position whereas if you have Death Company there all of a sudden your opponent's like oh shit here's ten guys can charge me first turn, four Thunderfarmers in there, they can kill anything big they can take care of anything that's small that's screening for the bikes and then turn two your bikes are coming in and then turn three and another squad of bikes is coming in. So that's maybe a route to go down. But I have
2: to wait and see. Yes, Cal, there's no point in you practicing and stuff because you know you're just going to play five custodes in a row down in your eye, right, don't you? What, just fucking. You're just going to be playing custodes and you're like a custodes magnet. So you're just <laughs> oh,
3: no, fuck me. Don't even go there. I think what going to happen. I'm going to have to take a leaf out of your book, right? I'm going to walk around. I'm going to get to, like, turn four in the game, see how up in points he am. walk around the tables and be like, right, well, I don't want to play him, and I don't want to play him. Right, so you you can score the primary this turn. I'll let you. <laughs> <laughs> Bring your score back up. <laughs> that way I avoid playing custodians three downs.
0: I've done that in the past tournament, Operation Submarine ran off all the objectives and made it like 17-3 when it probably should have been 20-0. <laughs> <laughs> that
2: was me at Fest last I, year, wasn't it, I was I, going... pl- playing Jade staters I, I like, put the units back in reserve and then, oh, I forgot to bring these on so they're dead just, just to get me to a 19-1 <laughs> rather than a 20-0 to avoid all the 20-0 <laughs> <laughs> bastards. like. <laughs>
1: I wish I fucking did that. The last time.
3: (laughs) (laughs) We've we've went over plans before, Woolsey. I remember you playing Eldar on TTS and I gave you a plan. I was like.
1: He's cut out, thankfully. I didn't
3: need him. The opposite. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yep, that sums it up. You
3: just just go balls deep. You just go balls deep.
1: (laughs) I did. <laughs> to be fair, in that game, I was drinking vodka.
3: Nah, got a whiskey in there.
1: And I, I saw an opening. Yeah, all I did in that one was I was, um, yeah, I was playing Eldar. I was chatting on the phone with Kyle beforehand. Like, he, he, he tells me what to do. He's like, have patience. Let them come to you. And then I saw, I think it was one of his hemlocks sitting at the side. I just went three, three fucking melted land speeders at it. Didn't kill it. Then his shining spears got a springboard forward and at half my fucking army. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually still a pretty close game in the end, but, you know, I wasn't winning. You just
3: fucking hammered into the ground and you were tabled two turns. I wasn't. Cool. You said like Gareth Agnew. Oh, it was really close. What was the score, Gareth? 20-0. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that was actually a close game and it wasn't two turns. Like I went the distance. I didn't even get tabled. But I didn't win, and that's all that matters. Because <laughs> it was a league that didn't operate on ferry points. Operated on the W. <laughs> the win was a glorious victory. In the name of the <laughs> emperor. <effort. laughs> it's
3: only really because Americans are a bit silly, and they can't, like, add up. It has to be a W or nothing. Fuck, neither like, can oh, we. we. We can't work it out. <laughs> we can't work it out. That was you. you filling out the form, like...
1: <laughs> <laughs> but how many times in that tournament though was there um the forum was filled out and then people went up to Pete and were like, actually, this is how many scored?
3: Are you are you talking from experience or
1: Yeah, I fucked up my first game as well. But it was like it was a big enough win that it, it didn't like change things. But it might have meant that it didn't play Mike.
2: You would have got you would have got me eventually. <laughs> So <laughs> those inevitable things
1: <laughs> fucked up my day. I mean. <laughs> uh, it, it was the it was the first tournament, the ninth. though, like you know, and it was always the end game scoring of secondaries that I was forgetting. You know, when you raised the banners and you had written it all down, but then counting, you know, the one point for each banner at the end of the game. You know, there was uh, I forgot to do that in two of the games, the first one and the third one. Um, but I think Pete changed it for the first one, but by the time it was the third one, Martin was already on the fucking, yeah, I'm on home, so I wasn't going <laughs> to it when he was away.
0: <laughs> you have to call halfway up. home, by the way, <laughs> don't turn up for day <laughs> 2
1: uh,
0: Martin, you'll need to come back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> come back. He's halfway to drop it in. <laughs>
2: see, see, See the key to that, Halsey, is... Have your fifteen points done by turn four, and you don't need to give a shit about the whole end game stuff. It's far easier. That's the secret sauce.
1: <laughs> I took a foot off the gas big time in that one. Like I thought, I thought it was wrapped up, and the, that was sort of the problem. It was like I'd scored so many points, and it, that I was like, oh, fucking easy, easy qualification here, and just took a foot off the gas. Didn't even give a fuck about what he was scoring by the end of the game. Didn't even care about winning because it didn't matter. You know, because it wasn't about the to win at that point. It was like I've scored a lot of points,
2: but oh, holy! You, you need to spend more you spend more time with Alan Marshall. He'll pound you into shape. You you do not mm. take your foot off the gas if you're up to your knuckles. You need to get up to the wrist before you take any pressure off. Like that's yeah. that's the way you go.
0: That's it.
3: Alan Marshall was my first ever competitive game of 40k at a tournament.
2: Sorry, Cal. Sorry.
3: You haven't walked the same since. <laughs> no, I drew, I drew with him, actually. He had double spear Yonari, and I had a knight and uh blood angels, like three squads of secondary guard, and a drew 10 each.
2: My first four games against Alan were all me running Horde nids and him running Mass Venom spam at me in 5th edition. That was just shit. <laughs> it, was, it was just a shit match every time. Uh, There's one tournament where a Tyranifex on one wound refused to die. I didn't fail. I made about 36 two-plus saves in a row, and he nearly got kicked off Team NI because of because he failed to beat me 20 nil
0: All Marshall operates in uh, PPM, which is pounds per minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pound, pound, pound. Hog smash. Um, my favourite story about Alan Marshall is when we went to ETC And he's like, well, do you remember this? He goes, right, get 20 nil, right dead on, no problem. So Alan went off, played his game, and comes walking back. Got 20 nil. I said, oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. He, he, you know, he, he got the 20, I got the zero. It's like, no, the other way around, Alan. He was like, "Alan, you you never specified. <laughs> <laughs>
2: There's one thing um, I'd say for yeah. Alan. He, he taught me the most important rule ever, which is if if you look at a unit and there's maybe one or two models left and you think, oh, I'm going to split fire and trying to kill that unit, something else, don't do it. Put everything into that unit to kill it. And I, he, he did it against me a couple of times. He swears by make sure it's dead. Don't just hope that the averages play out. And ever since I started playing like that, honestly, it's improved my game massively make sure mm-hmm. that unit is dead. It doesn't matter if you're firing like a full unit of Dark Reapers or something into one or two men. Do it, because they're dead, they're removed from the game. If the dice go south on you, those guys could potentially cost you the game.
1: I'm mm-hmm. saying that's so like my default with things. It's like, make sure shit dies. Yeah,
2: don't leave one guy to run around
0: the board and score objectives. Yeah. The, the, one of the games I had posted up in the chat fairly recently, I played Scott. And I was using the big cultist blob or the uh, conscript blob, and it had a two plus armor save. It had a uh, four plus invol, It was fearless. It was move, 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 and in twenty inches a turn. And uh, he shot everything into it. Um, and fearless had failed, and he was like, "The guy's gonna run away." Um, I CP rerolled one armor save and passed it, and that one guy lived. Walked into his deployment zone, took an objective off him, scored scramblers, and something else in his next turn had to get rid of him. It was quite funny, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's a lesson. Awesome. Yep, there you go. Kill it, kill it until it's dead. Yeah. Do you remember your first competitive game, Nick? Um, I do, actually, yeah. Um, it was one of the Q-Cons and i sort of turned up from like GW and I was playing Orcs, Orcs and Trucks and I actually played Shane Callister and he was playing like Wave Serpent sort of type of list and I had loads of burners in Trucks. <laughs> it didn't go well um, and then I, who else did I play in that event? I didn't play anybody who you know, was maybe not around I anymore. Mean, They're also casual guys, but yeah, it was uh, it was fun. It was a fun tournament. I think I didn't really catch the, the bug until I met Mike and the guys when it was part of the Team NI stuff up in Arkham that time. And I was like, right, I can really get into this now. So
1: I think Carl's having a sneaky bite to eat, getting everything done while he's got a an hour off. Daddy Judy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. I'm making uh, I'm making peppered chicken, so we've got chicken breaded with uh, pepper sauce and champ. Mm.
1: Fucking that
2: sounds nice.
1: I <laughs> my first game, I think I talked about it in the podcast already, but it was the uh, maybe it was in the pilot. Um it was against Michael Byrne. <laughs> up in oh. Boy, and, <laughs> um it was triple riptide. <laughs> And I was like, what the fuck's this like? And I didn't really know what was going on playing Tide, to be honest. Uh, so I kept asking him, and he goes, because I was like, what the fuck are you doing lifting these wee drones that don't die? Like, where, where are my shots going here? But this is <laughs> what happened. Like, it started off, and, like, um, I was running three Venerable Dreads, Twin lasers, and So, like, I, I threw them into a Riptide, and, like, one of them shot and lifted a Riptide. It got past all its invons and everything. He feels the save the pass off onto the drone and everything and I was like happy days and he's like oh my god and I was like well you know I was pretty used to shooting shit with last cannons and people picking it up little did I know so like when I tried to do that <laughs> like in subsequent turns you know he was like right I'm gonna pass this over you know I've got a four up now and I'm just like what where where is my damage going? I think I asked him to explain you know savior protocols to me about twelve times in that game. Was he
0: rolling a lot of threes? <laughs>
2: You've checked his dice. There's, there's his multiple dice. threes. There's at least three threes in every Threes,
3: <laughs> Threes for days. Here, the thing about that list, though, was he was the bye. You don't know the tournament he was the buy. It was like, oh, so if you don't have an opponent, you play him. Like, he brings three fucking riptides? <laughs> 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 That's not cool, Mike. You're supposed to be the easy game.
2: Be the buy buster for your for your own tournament.
3: Oh yeah. Do you remember
0: Johnny Fisher won his own tournament? Like, <laughs> um, what wh- what one was that? Was that one of the Q cons again? I think he was running it. The guy didn't turn up, so he he had to play leaf blower guard, and he was playing it. And then the buy buster won it. <laughs> it's like for fuck's sake. It's funny
2: you with your QCOM with the body buster list and then I had to pass the trophies away to everyone else. That's painful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think in that first tournament I played, I remember you were playing GSC and Carl had his flyers. Yeah. And I just remember you going and saying something about like, how the fuck did I deal with that? Like, Because they were just flat about mentioning you. It was like a hard counter for you.
2: Yep as it proved to be throughout the whole tournament and the next tournament
0: after that.
1: <laughs> but ironically, if that was ninth and he's had the same list, he would be running away with it. Yep. If he lived long enough.
0: <laughs> I heard something interesting there, Mike, about, um, you know, mental onslaught for GSC against Outriders. So if people are spaced like, you know, uh, two inches between each bike, um, you snipe the guy in the middle and then somebody else has to run away because he's not in coherency. <laughs> I thought that was really funny or something. <laughs> I was like, oh, that was really funny. And then the other guy just catches like nine million mining lasers for the face. So... <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's the problem with Gene Steelers at the minute. Uh, mining lasers are the answer to everything. If it's not mining lasers, it's rock saws. That's it. That's There's, there's two default answers to any question asked of Gene Steelers called at the yeah. minute, and that's one of them.
1: So I brought it up in, and I think it was our last show. I was saying, like, I was trying to figure out why GSE were so bad at the ninth mission, and you said something along the lines of, word of a start, we don't have enough time to go into it. <laughs> but I, I think, from what I've seen, it because like I like them, I think they're cool, and we keep an eye on them. But they're—it's their survivability because like they de- they can play the mission, but they just can't play it long enough because they're just not going to stand there for long enough, and you're going to get get killed.
3: Like if you're running guard, uh, you can give them plus one save with a stratagem. You can give them plus one save with a uh, psychic power. You're moving really quickly. Okay, Dean Sydercole can come in that nine inches away from deep strike and stuff, but that's two turns they're not on the table not scoring primaries you know what i mean that's like a big fucking kick in the balls
2: it's to be honest probably the single biggest problem they have is they're very reliant on their characters either for auras or for actual just out damage output and and the various tricks and you can only have one of each character in a detachment for gene staters and now obviously you're dissuaded from taking multiple detachments because you're costing yourself cp so it. It worked grand in eighth whenever you wanted to take Triple Battalion. And actually Triple Battalion was the default starting point for Gene Staters. Now not so much. And then you're sort of going, Uh, do I really want to spend CP just to have a second patriarch? I don't know if I do. And yeah. It's it's just it's it's caught, it's so embedded in the way eighth was played, uh, that it doesn't transition well to ninth. So
3: maybe they'll do something. Like um, <clears throat> Dark Elder, where they have the patrols. Maybe if they've done something like that with GNC or GSE, that would be good for them because then they'd be back on level playing field. You've got loads of detachments, you've got all the toys, you've got CP to play with.
2: I don't know if they will because they, they're, from a fluff perspective, they kind of only want you to have one Patriarch and one Magus. But in the actual game of the mechanics, you want multiples of those guys. Uh, so it's just a, it's a bit of a conflict between the fluff and what they've actually put in the Codex more than them.
1: When did their book come out, in It,
2: uh, it was... I'm trying to remember now. It came out quite late in 7th, yeah, because it, it was it was a late book in 7th, because I know it came out, I think it was actually the one before all of the like Fall of Beltan and uh, Fall of Katie all those books came out, I think it was the last one before that, in 7th, so it meant that in 8th, yeah, it, became, it came out quite late. Um, don't get me wrong, I, I, I loved both those codexes, they were so much fun and had so much potential, unfortunately they haven't transitioned well into ninth. it's the exact opposite of my Harlequins to be honest Harlequins went from being pretty shit to actually playing ninth really well Gene Steers unfortunately
3: look guys I'm going to have to love you and leave you I'm going to have love you and leave you my phone's on 7% um, so I'll leave us with your, your picks and see how you has got on and, and I'll look forward to listening back to you
1: so uh, so have you got a pick before you go anything quick off the top of your head
3: Other than that, I just recently watched a lot of the Art War stuff. Um, Their TTT was quite good, but I've picked it up late, so I've picked it up like game five and six. So I've seen the final, know what happens, but I want to go back and watch because I think they actually done like instead of you playing three games with the same army three times, you played three different games with three different armies. So it's still good that way. I'm, I'm I'm moving my way back through those just to see like how it all panned out. And they were talking about everything being close and how the meta. They've found anyway. Like, there's nine different factions. Every game, bar one, wasn't a blowout. Do you know what I mean? So, so maybe the meta isn't is in a good state. If people actually take different stuff. So, if someone takes custodies and guard salamanders, blood angels, then all of a sudden, it the meta looks quite big. Whereas, if you go to a tournament and five people have custodies, then it doesn't look as good. Or someone brings harlequins and then you've got another five particle players, then it doesn't look as good. But maybe the meta isn't as unhealthy as we think it is.
1: I don't think it's unhealthy. I think you are unhealthy.
0: <laughs> says the Space Marine player.
3: You're a marine worker, but <laughs> <laughs> custodians, man. <laughs> space space Marines, Space Elves, all sorts of things. The Shed is fast. Right, lads. Much love. I'll chat to you guys there.
0: Okay. See
1: ya. Um, yeah so Nate do you want to get into your pick
0: yeah so my pick would probably be the WTC uh, podcast that they're doing at the minute uh, with Neil and um, all the WTC guys there's Isaac and uh, Tom Adriani and stuff uh, on it it's uh, quite enjoyable to sort of listen to Um, it's interesting hearing the refereeing side of things it's interesting to hear the organizational side of things as well and what they want to achieve in terms of their team and their identity um and what the experience that they want to have for their players and members and stuff so again um just being involved in the background of it it's quite it is it's interesting it's interesting to hear their side of things so if you haven't checked that out I, I would definitely uh, I would definitely give that a a world that's really, really, really interesting for the competitive side um, and WTC stuff, you know. So that's Squadcast, right? Squadcast, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's good. I've been giving it a listen recently. Uh, I love the stories because, like, they they really went into yeah. quite a few episodes, so they're just going back into the stories. Like, just love a good drinking story. Yeah. Hard to beat. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of, yeah. and people sleeping rough in the in the arenas, like.
0: <laughs> I know, I know. Um, the well, well I've plenty like, but um, the, the one of the Swedish guys is it Jimmy? Jimmy? Um, he was sleeping rough, and his brother was snoring, and me and Steve had to step over him to get into our room. <laughs> He's lying at in Serbia, in the hotel, like corridor, I and mean, Steve had to step over to get into our room. It was like madness, absolute chaos. But funny, though, funny all the wee stories that come like, back.
1: Well, tying it into that, actually, I w- this wasn't going to be my pick, um, but it always sort of conflicts with our Tuesday night recording. It's um, a Facebook Live, the Gentleman Gaming Do, and it's got Jimmy on it, and it's got Bradchester. And like uh the guys I don't know their names, but they're the two that I know. It's always good chat. Chat shit for an hour, talk about tournaments that happened. It's nice because you've got the Europeans and you've got the Americans. So it, it's a it's a nice balance between the two. Mm-hmm. You know, so definitely check out Gentleman Gaming. Um um, other pick was um Aaron Halo cons coming up. So that's a major this weekend. Check out the streams. I'm pretty sure it'll be on Lord Marshall TV Twitch stream. Uh, They've got a YouTube channel and stuff as well. But that's ironhalo.org. I think there's 124 people registered for it. You know, and that's in the, the Midwest in the states. Um, the the people involved in sort of the the meta in the Midwest. I listen to one of their podcasts. It's kind of funny because they don't give a fuck. Um, it's the, the Flying Monkey podcast. It's just easy listening. The people chatting shit, not biting their tongues. It's good. So that's my pick. Or picks. Mike, what about yourself?
2: Uh, Mike? Probably, probably the thing I've actually, probably the most interesting thing I've seen all week, or the last couple of weeks, is the, if you've seen the Gutenhammer, um, they did, like, updated their tier list for ninth edition. So I mean, back when ninth edition first launched, they had sort of put through uh, what they expect the different tiers to be—sort of good, bad, and and ugly, more than anything. Um, and then last week they've gone back and they've sort of updated it with they have got you know three months effectively worth of data there uh, and opinions on the whole thing. I just thought it was really interesting seeing the the big winners, the big losers that they put through. Um, so like, so, Ty and Thousand Suns are have have dropped massively against what they predicted when ninth came out. And we're only, was it three months in now to ninth edition? Um, and there's already some big, big shifts between what they expected to be good and what's what's proving not to be good. So I just thought it was interesting. So Tau, definitely the big losers, Tau, Thousand Sons and Grey Knights, I think were the three that fell furthest. Uh, I think Grey Knights and Thousand Sons have suffered from the FAQ, not letting them do multiple smites, to be fair, but no, it's an interesting article, I think, uh, check it out it's, it's quite long, um, some of the Gunhammer armors can be hit or miss, but I thought it was actually really interesting to see what their opinions were um, of, of what's good and what's not good in terms of just armies in ninth edition and this relatively new state of ninth edition, with it only being a couple of months old
1: Nice Alright, boys well, um, any parting thoughts then? I'll we'll wrap this up i am um, i
0: just realized that we uh Kathel will listen to this back so um i think all the team and i guys and everybody in the chat just wants to congratulate him and Gemma for having a, a new addition to the family so i know we give him a lot of shit so <laughs> it's um it's very important that we uh, we're, we're very happy for him sort of thing. So there you go. You can listen to that one back.
1: Can't help. <laughs> 100%. Congratulations, guys.
2: I, I was very happy. He just couldn't turn up to the tournament, to be honest.
1: You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's I think that's a show, boys. Um, the only other thing that I um, was going to throw in was we're going to see how things play out. Over the next week or so, before we kick off a season of the league, I'll probably throw the mission pack out. There's been talk about people just wanting to run their pods, you know, in an unofficial way, just to get some feedback, get some games in that will play in the league. So probably do that. Um, It'll all depend on if the clubs are going to stay open or not. We don't know yet. But we'll we'll try and kick it off and see how it goes. I'm going to whip up a website, get a registration form going. Um, Yeah. More information in the next podcast then. That's so what,
2: we, what you what you got to do is just open a pub in the club, and seemingly that makes you invincible to COVID.
1: <laughs> it does. <Everybody's laughs> on the tables at the back of labs.
2: That's exactly <laughs> it. Yeah, it's. But apparently, the COVID can't enter bars or cross pub thresholds. So
1: we'll, we'll plenty strike force missions. So you can play it on the wee tables. <laughs> <laughs> the paint glasses can be a tree in there. I think we've got this, please. It's Neil. It does have, yeah. yeah. Hey, <laughs> right, lads, let's, let's wrap it. Catch you later. Hello, Gerald. Thanks, guys. Cheers.